Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast. We're like the sex ed you wish you got. And then some. Pussy, pussy. It's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. So, Clitorati, we've talked a lot on this show about how it's our own responsibility to get what we want in bed. Well, well, well. We know your bedrooms have gotten at least a bit more toasty since you've been listening to our clit talks every week, and we're always on the prowl for more. So, we have found another sexpert whose commitment is to guiding men in how to be epic lovers. Sarah Grace is a sensual and intimacy guide, has her degree in human sexuality, and has studied neotantra all over the world. She works with those who are looking to create a deeper intimacy with themselves and other people. Please welcome the sensual sorceress. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you for having me. And we are so excited to bring back Cock Talk. We are all here with our partners today. We have my husband, who you all know and love, Austin, and we have Katie's husband, Ethan, who has mixed clit talk the entire time. Thank you so much for being fabulous. And we have Lindsay's significant other, the wizard himself. Yes. Yes. This is a season four relationship that was birthed out of Sex 3.0, the gateway to happiness. So here we are today. And Burning Man helps. Absolutely. So we are so excited to have Austin. Oh. Okay. Yeah, Burning Man. I've never See? been to Burning Man. Yeah, no, but we, we have. <laughs> yeah, they met. We had lots the, of sex. They at met Burning at Burning. Man. <laughs> you guys met? Didn't meet at Burning Man? No, we met you? right before Burning Man. Right before. Okay. Anyway, they spent all of Burning Man together. They did. We've talked about it on one of the episodes in season four when Lindsay talks about being a fucking badass, creating magic. Uh, post the uh, relationship that she completed powerfully, uh, and so. Um, and so the wizard joins us today himself. Uh, so thank you for all coming on and being so bold and supporting us. You guys are epic fucking lovers yourselves. And, and the reason we wanted our men in our life, Sarah, here today was because Sarah is an expert in how to create men as epic lovers. So we were like, there's no way we were going to miss an opportunity to have our men experience this episode. So it's just a, it's a compliment to you. So mm. let's dive right in. <laughs> So, Sarah, you told us you were drawn to guiding men right now sexually. Is there a reason you're pulled to teaching the more masculine side of sensuality? My journey with teaching men really started from a place of hmm, me actually getting my heart broken by a beautiful man himself. Um, Yeah, my heart was deeply broken and I was left in a place where I... I was broken and I had to ask myself, okay, he's not coming back. So what do I need to embody in myself that I think I so desperately need in him? And so that led me on a journey to learning (laughs) to mm, evolve my relationship with my own, I call him my own inner man. And a way I do this is actually through loving and being of service to men. And the more I love this part of myself, the deeper I can love and serve men in the world. 
and the more that I vice versa as well. So it's really like they're healing me as much as I'm healing them. That was so beautiful. Like literally every part of my body is tingling from what you said and uh, growing up as a young lady and, and, and actually being like shamed for being considered a lesbian because of my athleticism. And even in my relationship, you know, uh, six years strong almost, um, in the beginning, uh, a big feedback I was getting from my partner was how my, masculine and feminine energy was was out of balance and and that I was leading in my relationship with my masculine energy and through having an epic lover myself here Austin my husband you know uh he's he's guided me to become more in tune with my feminine and just seeing the difference it makes for him when I'm in touch with that but also being able to be deeply connected to my masculine energy and support him and his feminine energy so it's my masculine energy is my homie, you know, <laughs> my, my inner man, as you say. So beautiful. Yeah, it's funny because I was raised by a lesbian mom and actually like only around women when I was a child. And so I really learned to develop that, um, yeah, like deep femininity. And I was always such a girly girl as a kid too. And then I grew up and like was so fascinated and by men and felt I needed men. And I really had such an underdeveloped masculine. And it's now as an adult, I'm really growing him up. And that's why it's so incredible to work with men in such a deep way. And um, yeah, so I hear you. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) That's, that's really, that's really cool. And um, so that, you know, Sugar says she has an epic lover. I think for the women listeners out there, we're really wondering, how do we inspire our men to be epic lovers? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the best way to inspire or seduce your man into really showing up for you is by fully showing up for yourself and really having a full cup in your relationship and in your sex life. So making sure to be fully alive with your sensuality, with your sexuality, with yourself. So having a self-pleasure practice, making sure to not source your pleasure, your sexual and sensual expression just with this one other person, because that's not actually empowerment. Yeah, like that's actually disempowerment because you're sourcing. Yeah, you're sourcing your sensuality and your sexuality from another person or within a relationship, but it's not actually coming from that deep inner place in yourself. Yeah. So really having a full cup showing up and um, like making sure that you are already a sensually alive human in this relationship, separate from that partner. Can I ask you something here? Uh, Controversial. Is there... Is there a balance, though, where your partner can activate or inspire or accept the part of you that may not be showing up for yourself, like without being codependent on the man or expecting that, but, you know, or not the man, the the epic lover uh, that you're with? I don't know. Let me speak personally. There's times where I'm like, help, though. Like, I got this and I will show up for myself and can sometimes you inspire me to in those moments where maybe I'm not like, what are your thoughts on that? Is that still codependent as fuck? Yeah. I'd love to hear an example actually, like where you found yourself 
doing that in your relationship? Austin. Yeah. Okay. So there are times where it occurs as needy and then I'm not turned on and I feel like it's a job and then I'm not into it either. And I know, and then I'm thinking, oh, I really should do that, but I'm not turned on. Shouldn't I be turned on to do that? And we get in this weird downward spiral that sometimes turns into an argument. (laughs) Sexy. (laughs) Well said, Austin. I can totally relate. Same. (laughs) What the fuck? Share. How so? Say more about that. No, I just think anytime um, you guys are in the middle of uh, fooling around and it, and it, doesn't go the way you want it to go, it can lead to an argument, I feel Wait, like. Wait, when you say you guys, was, you mean women? <laughs> no, I was speaking to Madison oh, oh, and Austin, but I just mean... Oh, okay, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, but, it's the same, I, but I meant it in the royal we sense, because it's us too, yeah. you know? Um, mm. I think anytime sex is, uh, is happening and people are just vibrating differently on that day for whatever reason, um, it, it can lead to an argument, for mm. sure. Yeah, like if I'm not in the mood and I'm feeling at my limit already and then my partner needs something from me that I am just really not in a space to give at all, it even triggers me to be asked, like, how dare you ask me to do one more thing, (laughs) you know? Mm. Whereas if I'm in the mood to, like, be intimate and have sex, which, you know— has happened a lot more for us recently, which has been great. We're new parents. So, um, you know, we're completely exhausted all the time. So anyways, that's what, um, that's what I, that's what I thought of when Austin was talking. It definitely causes a lot of arguments and I could not even compete with sugar's libido. I mean, Mm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's something to keep up with. Yeah. I'm DTF 24 seven, you know? I'll tell you what, though, Madison. Like, I I would say the same thing about myself. Sorry, uh-huh. I would say this. I I uh, I would say the same thing about myself. Um, but we were up at five forty five this morning. Mm. Like when I say up, I mean we were taking care of a baby at five forty five this morning. Sexy. And the last thing I want to do right now is have sex. It just oh, sounds fuck. like a chore. That sounds awful, <laughs> Jesus. I actually heard two different issues completely. Um, the first one I heard was. Mm. When, um, when you're in the middle of sex, dealing with if something's coming up and, um, maybe arguments that can come up or tensions that can arise, which is so common. And I don't think that's talked about enough actually at all, because I think most couples are experiencing some kind of this and some kind of form of this. And it can lead to a lot of actually like sadness and feeling alone. I think. Yeah. Mm, like it hits a yeah, really core sure. wound. Um, yeah, totally. so I'll speak to that first. Yeah. And for me, how I've tackled this is really learning. There are two things. One is if you are wanting something specific in the bedroom, create a scene. So before you enter a sexual situation, actually like talking about what you want to experience and yeah, like literally creating a scene. Um, and this is what we do in BDSM, <laughs> but you can do this um, mm. during, for any sexual encounter. Yeah. And it actually can be like really arousing. And even throughout the day, you can be creating the scene um, through text or 
if you have certain fantasies expressing that beforehand, yeah? But during uh, sex, I really encourage you to um, approach, um, yeah, the encounter from a desire to connect and have fun <laughs> and not mm. to just get off. Because we're in when we're in the mindset of wanting to just get off, we do want that specific thing. We want them to keep um, <laughs> like stimulating us in this specific way or do this specific thing mm-hmm. because we're trying to reach a goal. And if they divert from what's going to reach us to that goal, we're like, no, don't do that. But if the, if the intention is just to really connect and have fun, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's just about connecting with your partner. Yeah. Okay. So like, this just makes me think of something that I love that you talk about, like the golden rule up to down. That's what I want. Like, I don't even care about fucking. I just want to be like touched and caressed. Like did my clitoris and doesn't even need to be touched, but just like that fucking comfort and yumminess. Like, can you share about this tech, this technique? Um, yeah, sure. Do you want me to first talk about what I heard the other couple speak on? Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Apologies, I'm so sorry. I'm, 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 uh, what's the word? Overzealous. No, That's I love it. You're excited and it makes me so happy. I heard the ejaculation conversation in that too. We're going to oh, like yeah. dive into that. We're talking about <laughs> coming. coming. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and we're causing the questions we have too. Like we're causing mm-hmm. the script conversation. No, it's all good. It's all good. So Sweet. respond to the other yeah. couple. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, f- I heard things resonated in yeah. there for me too. So um, when it comes okay. to, we're just so excited. Oh, to have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah um, totally. Hey there, Clitorati. It's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse, and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week, and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex, and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So, I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk, and they were an overwhelming yes. So now, you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there, and if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code CLITTALK10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough, so do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. When it comes to, yeah, different libido or not being in the mood, that is like a hard situation because it's like, yeah, I want to stay in touch with what's true for me right now and like what I want and I'm not wanting in this moment, but I also want to satisfy my partner. So it is like this constant struggle we have in relationship. And that's really also why creating a deep intimacy with your own sensuality is so powerful because you learn to ignite your fire or your eroticism whenever you choose because your relationship with your sensuality isn't dependent on outside factors. So you know how to ignite your passion in your own body. And you can create polarity whenever you want with your partner. So this is really what I want to teach people to have full power in their relationships and not feel a victim to whenever their libido decides to come up or down. Thank you. But, you know, that really makes me think about something that um, the wizard and I have recently stumbled across is, so sometimes I 
it takes me a long time. I have a very small clitoris, I feel like. So and I think it might be related. I know. Sorry, Ethan. I know. <laughs> Ethan and I have been friends since we were like 18. Um, <laughs> I've heard all of this shit before. I mixed the podcast. <laughs> um, but I feel like it takes me a really, really long time to sometimes get turned on. And then in the past with other lovers, I have felt the pressure to um, just pretend like I'm turned on. But recently, the other night, I was just like, you know what, Mr. Wizard, I'm just going to play with myself till I'm ready to go and then we can have sex. And he was like, okay, cool. And then what I didn't expect was he actually got really turned on by that. And it was so beautiful because it gave me the space to take my, however long, even if it took me 30 minutes. And the added bonus was he actually really enjoyed it. So now it's like a thing that we do. I love that idea, Lindsay. (laughs) Like you chill, you watch me if you want to. I'm just going to be over here like rubbing my clit until my clit is ready to go. (laughs) Yeah, something Austin has asked me to do recently. He's like, oh, let me see you play with yourself. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck to the yeah, let's go. I don't know. Is it hot, Wizard? It's extremely hot. One of the uh, really nice aspects of it, too, is that I don't have to um, be working in a sense i don't have to be as aware i don't have to be as invested i don't have to be on in the sense on the game of actually pleasing my partner i get to just sit back enjoy and allow for that erotic play just to to happen mm. and it's fucking fantastic well and that was the thing that was stressing me out i'm like i don't want to make my guy have to like go down on me for 30 minutes just to get ready like i can do it to myself like i can turn myself on and then we can play mm. Ooh, that's sexy as fuck. I want to yeah, watch. I want to like. Can oh I zoom? Let's do a zoom. Can meeting I after. share some feedback on no! that? Yes, that's please. So beautiful. Like I'm so excited for you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. Oh, that's so exciting to like hear that. Mm. But I feel you could even add more to that. By I know this is the clit talk show, and I love the clitoris <laughs> so much. Praise be the clitoris, but. Like, I think it would be uh-huh. so erotic to, ex- like, mm, experiment expressing your sensuality and your turn on through all the other, like, portals in your body. So really, like, focusing on the nipples, the lips, um, even, like, your hair, just, like, really going internal and, like, feeling your body and your turn on in so many different ways through dance is a really powerful one like erotic dance is my number one practice and that I always recommend for women who want to connect Mm. and express their sensuality and you can have your clothes completely on for this it's an energetic thing yeah so you're like giving a transmission to your partner and through the dance you could even like focus on bringing your consciousness to your yoni or to your clitoris and dance. What would your, how would your clitoris dance? How would it sound? And your partner just being there, holding space for you and witnessing this expression of your feminine, of your sensuality. And you can even make this a ritual. You can give a devotion at the beginning and really make this be, um, yeah, a ritual to express and be seen in your feminine. I think you you really nailed something there, Sarah, and that is, I think an epic lover, a male epic lover, or even just an epic, whatever kind of relationship you're in, whether it's two women, but holding space for your partner to experience their eroticism makes you an epic Mm. lover. So good. (laughs) Mm. Yes. 
Mm. I'm so <laughs> turned on right now. <laughs> like, can I start to? If I start, if I, I, I like really am. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I love this. I love how you said being seen in the feminine. Uh, yeah, epic. I'm just imagining doing that for Austin, and I'm like, uh, ooh, okay, that's confronting. So. Let me try that, you know? Um, and I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, okay, that's confronting. Let's do a silly dance and move past And you know the part. only way I'm able to do this for when I have lovers and partners is because I do it every day for myself. Every day. You do? How much time do Sometimes you Sometimes it's just this? in the shower, but just taking that time to connect, close my eyes, connect to my... Um, lower energies and just move and feel my body. I can do it right now. And that's an expression. Yeah. But, and spending time just dancing, looking in the mirror, like creating playlists or looking at my playlist, playing my playlist, but really mm, creating a practice for yourself so that when you give this gift to your partner, it's, you already feel so grounded in what you're doing. I find it so hard um, just like being in a relationship like day in and day out, like to create that privacy or that safe space for myself to have the space to do that. And I was just telling that to Austin. I'm like, I feel like I have no space to like do fully what I really would need to do to um, take care of myself. And um, like one time I tried it, it was like a couple months ago and I was in my lingerie dancing in the mirror in the morning with my headsets on to like David Starfire and I remember like Austin walking in and I felt embarrassed uh actually was the experience of of being deeply embarrassed and (laughs) but then I actually was like will you take some photos of me um like a way to connect in that moment so finding space I'm down like I'm like yes finding the space the privacy it's like Fuck, I can't escape my the walls of my reality. You can ask, and I'll go in the other room. One of the things I really liked about what Sarah said, though, was actually that it wasn't necessarily like a sexual touching, and that it wasn't necessarily like for an explicit purpose of like achieving an orgasm. Yeah, that's Uh, just kind of yeah. Yeah, well, that's one of the the main principles of of what you you guide people in, right? Like, so in, in, when you're coaching men into being epic lovers, one of the things you talk about is really releasing that need to have it be about coming. And you even go so far as to say, killing the habit of ejaculation. We're going to pause the interview here to let you chew on that for a week, Clitorati. Being an epic lover. What do you need from your partner? What do you hear from this interview that you can give? Tune in next week with the sensual sorceress, where we talk about ejaculation, her golden up-to-down rule, and how to use polarity in the bedroom. Um, Sarah, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, so you can go to my website, thesensualsorceress.com, or um, on Instagram. I'm really active on there, at The Sensual Sorceress. Um, I offer one-on-one coaching, mentorships for men, women, and couples, and anything in between. Um, I also have an online course for men, which is my baby. It's over 40 videos. So simple. Um, And I'm always adding to it. And there's a Facebook group. And I'm also creating an online course for women. We love you, Clitorati.
Thank you to the guys of Cock Talk. They'll be back next week, and we will see you next Tuesday. Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe, but only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if we're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, It's very much appreciated, and thank you.